Hey, I'm Kimberly. And I'm Summer. And this is The Kids Are In Bed. We are two new moms who just had babies in 2020. During that time, we leaned on each other, our limited community, and the internet. We want to share our experiences and knowledge with you guys and hopefully entertain you a little. What better time to discuss babies, sex, pregnancy, and just life than when the kids are in bed. Well, welcome back. It has been a very long week in our household. I don't know about <laughs> you, Summer. Oh, yeah. Um, but this week, last week, we ended our episode talking about we were going to have a special guest join us this week. And we do. We delivered. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have a dear friend, um, Amy Eicholtz, here with us. She is a fellow cleft mama that I met on Instagram, um, just kind of as I have explored Logan's cleft journey and try to figure all of that out, I found that there were lots and lots of other mamas that were also trying to figure out their lives and their cleft <laughs> journeys. And so Amy and I crossed paths and just connected very quickly and early on. And so we've kind of spent the last two years together, like doing life and sharing stories. And so we thought it would be a great idea to have her join our podcast. So welcome, Amy. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Where are you from? What's your family like? How'd you grow up? Just kind of intro yourself and let's, I'd love to hear your story. All right. Well, um, like you said, my name is Amy Eichholz, and I was actually born and raised in Baltimore, Maryland. Um, so my mom and dad um, had myself and my brother. And soon after my brother was born, um, my parents separated. Mm -hmm. And he was an infant, actually, and I was three. So I don't remember a lot. Um, but obviously there was a lot going on at that time. Um, and my mom was a single mom and she, um, had a lot of jobs and she was trying to raise my brother and I, my dad, unfortunately, uh, was not a consistent father figure in our life at that time, in and out, in and out, um, because of his own issues. So, but my mom really had her family, which was awesome. We had a ton of family support and, um, and my dad's family too. Like they all rallied around my mom. Um, and really, I remember I have so many fond memories of my grandparents actually spent a ton of time with them. Um, so, and then I would say about the time that I was six, um, my mom started dating seriously. Um, with who is now my stepfather, so mm -hmm. he's been in my life for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, and my dad, um, also started dating pretty seriously. Um, my stepmom, she's now my stepmom. Mm -hmm. Um, so there was a lot of challenges, um, with their, them dating, and my brother and I, and you know, my mom was trying to raise us and also date um so I remember really struggling with that as a kid like you know mm -hmm. where was my mom and she also needed her own life and with not having my father there it was difficult mm -hmm. um, but like I said my dad started coming around then again um and like we saw him every other weekend um and then finally 
my mom got married to my stepdad in January of 1996. Hmm. And my dad married my stepmom in November of 1996. So it was the beginning of the year and the end of the year. Um, So yeah, I mean, it was the weddings were a ton of fun. I was really young. So I don't remember a ton, but I remember like Big party, lots of mm-hmm. fun. Actually, my mom and my stepdad, well, as we were leaving the reception, there, um, it started snowing and we had the blizzard of 1996. <laughs> um, so that was quite interesting. Um, so then my mom and my stepdad um, knew that they wanted to have, my stepfather wanted his own children. Um, mm-hmm. So they quickly got pregnant. Um, and then they had my brother, like he was born in October of 1990. So it was like 97, Uh 96. So he was like right away. Um, and then they ended up having my sister. Um, and she was born in September 2000. And actually, my dad and stepmom also had two kids of their own, two boys. Um, November of, and I'm going to butcher this, I'm so bad with years, but um, (laughs) they had two other boys, and Cole is, I believe he is, he's 20, he'll be 23 in November, Okay. and then Blake um, will be 20, he just turned 22 in August, so there you go, Um, (laughs) so I'm the oldest, Um, okay. And there was a lot of, um, it's a lot with a bonded family, right? This comes with a lot of conflict. Um, and we were born and raised Catholic. And I remember going to church, you know, like Easter, Christmas. Um, mm-hmm. And we actually went to um, Catholic school, too. So I would say that my, my mom, especially, um, really started just, the introduction to the truth to me um but yeah so it was a blended family there's a lot of conflict with blended family mm-hmm. um and like I said we were born and raised Catholic and uh, I feel like the relationship aspect uh was really missing it was more of the religion the rules um so yeah I mean we we, they did the best that they could. Um, as I work through that all now, I know that, mm-hmm. you know, my parents did the best that they could with what they knew. Um, mm-hmm. And so anyway, um, I always struggled with rejection um, mm-hmm. as a kid um, because it was like, you know, sometimes I would go to my dad's and then they'd have, he'd have his own family. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like, where do I fit in type thing? I struggled yeah. a lot with that. Um, so I would like to say that, um, you know, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't terrible, but there was definitely a lot of wounds that were starting. Um, and so then what happened was I, um, was treated for depression and anxiety, um, Mm -hmm. and was in counseling and out of counseling. Um, struggled a lot through high school, um, and finally, um, went to college, they mm-hmm. break my first semester, and then I hit a, like, I hit a brick, 
um, went back to the psychiatrist. He then prescribed me with more medication. And I'm all about medication. Like, mm-hmm. I really do feel like, you know, it's a great tool to use while you're addressing the root of what's going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, then I um, was doing, like I said, I hit a brick. And then I decided, you know what? I'm, I'm getting out of here. I have to do something. So I decided to enlist in the military. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So I enlisted in the Marine Corps, actually. Um, and so I um, had my interview. And during the interview, um, what is meant, the question that was asked was, are you on any medication? And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, here they all are. There's a bunch <laughs> of them. And you're not, they can get a waiver for everything in the military, but mental mm. health is very difficult. Mm. So she went back um, to her boss and so they somehow, some way, <laughs> they got me to boot camp. Um, oh, wow. So I will tell you that it was the hardest situation or chance <laughs> I've ever had to um go through honestly um you know what's funny is i didn't see day one of training i went down and two basic training with a sprained ankle hid that from everyone i was like i'm going down i'm so ready to just get out of here and do this oh Oh, yeah and so you have to run yes like before you can even go into training well i was just like i'm doing this whatever well Guess who failed the te- the physical test? I did. <laughs> <laughs> so they pushed me to conditioning platoon, um, and that is probably when I hit the lowest of low. Mm. I'm not on any medication at this time because you're not allowed to take medication in boot camp. Um, oh. So I'll never forget. Um, I had um, a close group of girls that were. We quickly became friends because you really have no one, right? Yeah. Like I wrote letters to my parents. There was no phone calls or anything. Mm-hmm. It was all letters. So they said to me, they saw I was really struggling. And they were like, uh, why don't you come to church with us? It was on a Sunday. And I was like, you know, I'm good. I, I believe in God, you know, but I'm fine. Mm. And the one girl's like, Amy, seriously, what do you have to lose? You're going to like, you know, clean the bathrooms? Sure, if that's what you want to do. And I was like, you know what? That's true. All right, hold on. <laughs> Nothing so, would be better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I went, um, and it was actually a Pentecostal church. And I was like, first I was blown away by the music. I'm mm. like, everybody over here is dancing. I'm having a blast. <laughs> Um, and then, um, the most life-changing thing happened to me. They had an altar calling and they, I just truly feel God was speaking to me because he was, they said somebody in this room struggling with mental health and they just don't know. I can't remember the exact words, but I knew you just, I felt it. I was like, oh are you talking to me? And then like, just more and more, they've had a rough, they don't know where they fit in. Um, they're struggling with rejection issues. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like this is me. He's mm-hmm. they're talking about, he's talking about me. 
So they said, you know, if they, if you feel like this is you, please come forward. And I was like, okay, well, this is me. So I will mm. tell you that's the day that I accepted Jesus as my savior. And it was amazing because then I had a bunch of people pray over me um, at that time because remember, I stopped my um, medication called Turkey. Mm, so right. I had withdrawal symptoms. Really yeah, yeah. bad withdrawal symptoms. And they were like, you know, is there anything in particular we can pray about? I'm like, I mean, this might sound kind of crazy, but I am struggling with like withdrawal symptoms because I'm, I haven't been on my medication. The headaches went away, the shaking. I was, I felt so different mm. after they were done praying. So, um, and it was so funny too, because if you look at my letters from my family, like that I was writing with my family, you can tell right when this time took place. Like mm-hmm. I was a totally different person. Like just the things I was saying, um, and I will tell you too, my dad um, by this point was totally making a 180 in his own life. Mm. He wrote me every single day in boot camp, every single day, no matter if mm. mail was delivered or not. Mm. So I always had a letter. Um, so mm. that's like really healed a, um, a lot of what was going on with, inside of me too, um, mm-hmm. to know that my dad really did care um, and loves me. So um, yeah, I mean, I wrote forgive, like I was writing forgiving, uh, forgiving letters, like for, letters of forgiveness to people. Um, just totally like transformation from who I was when I went down to Paris Island to mm. who I once I was saved. Um, uh, then what happened was I came home and I would love to tell you it was all you know amazing and mm-hmm. uh, but it was it's just been a journey for me. It really has. Yeah. Um, and in particular, relationships are. Probably um, one of my biggest, were one of my biggest struggles. Um, I think that I was repeating what I knew, what all all that I what I knew, right. um, and I was never one to always have a boyfriend because I just felt it was very difficult for me to get close and trust men. Um, mm-hmm. So I, you know, once I latched, I, I'm using the word latched because that's literally what I would have done. I latched yeah. orange men. Um, once I felt like, okay, I can trust you. Now you're here. I'm like, and you're not mm-hmm. going anywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I, um, it was in a really bad situation for mm, probably about 10 years. Um, mm-hmm. It was really bad. And then, um, I was finally, and I'll tell you, it was Bible study. Honestly, it was a, bi- a Bible study I went through. It's called Breaking Free. I don't know if you ladies are familiar with that, but that changed my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually broke me free from that 10-year toxic situation. Um, and then um, I, so I knew, let me backtrack a little bit. When I came home, I worked uh, for boot camp. I worked at Ruby Tuesday. And I had, you know, uh, friends. And there was this guy in particular um, that I always thought was very handsome. 
and um, we became friends. And this is not the guy I'm talking about. That was the 10-year toxic relationship. Um, mm-hmm. This is another um, man. And so, anyway, we kind of went our separate ways. He um, had his own. He had, like, we, then we finally were reconnected. And I knew he was really struggling. Um, but so I was like, you know, you have a lot going on. Like, I'll be your friend. And so anyway, um, we couple, you fast forward a little bit and we started dating. Mm. Um, and that is Hunter's father. Um, and I don't know. Um, no, well, no one, you might, you ladies know, but I am <laughs> a single mom. Mm-hmm. Um, Hunter's father is not involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will tell you that has been probably one of the most difficult things that I've ever had to face. Yeah. Um, getting pregnant and not having the support from the father. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. because it's it's very difficult. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll never forget when I was. Um, when I found out I was pregnant, um, I knew where Ben was emotionally. Um, and I knew he couldn't handle this. This was something he could not handle. He has two girls, um, from a past relationship that really took a toll on him um a lot was involved and i just knew that emotionally he could not handle another child so once i found out i was pregnant i was scared to death Mm -hmm. i thought like i I have no idea how this is gonna pan out Mm -hmm. um and you know i did have my faith um definitely just struggled I had no idea what to expect Mm -hmm. um so anyway I was actually found out I was pregnant and I was with my closest friends and I'll never forget what my um friend's husband which he's like a brother to me said to me when we found out I was pregnant he said to me I know this isn't the best timing he said but all you've ever wanted is to be a mom Mm. you and the baby are going to be just fine. We're all mm. here for you. Mm. So I was like, all right. <laughs> uh, if you think that, and he's like, you're going to be okay. Oh. So, but remember too, um, as someone who proclaims to love Jesus and now I'm pregnant and it's out of wedlock. Mm-hmm. I was so afraid of what people within the church were going to say, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I dealt with a lot of uh, shame <laughs> mm-hmm. because, you know, I, and honestly, there were some people um, that kind of questioned, you know, like why this happened or why, you know, you're a Jesus follower yet you got pregnant Mm. yeah i sing just like you do right that's the truth right (laughs) there (laughs) it wasn't the case then um so i went to um 
another close friend of mine um, and her husband's a pastor. And they were actually getting ready to plant a church. And he was, we were meeting in a small room and um, he was going to actually preach that day on shame. And through that message, I realized that this isn't for me to carry. I mm. am to repent and I'm forgiven. And not only am I forgiven, but this baby has such a purpose for mm. life. And, you know, I, I have no idea, you know, what God has in store for me and this baby, but we're going to be okay through yeah. this. This is going to be tough. Um, but we're going to get through it, you know? Um, so honestly, then what happened was, um, Hunter's father was never like mean or we never yelled at each other or anything. It was just simply, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. Um, so once I found out about the cleft, that's really when I was like, we have to go our separate ways. I can't keep juggling, you know, like I'm pregnant. I'm, I'm, I'm pregnant with a life. I need to take care of this baby first and foremost. You mm. need to take care of yourself. And so, but I'm not, I can't help you anymore. Mm. This is about the baby and me. Um, but I mean, Emily, you know, like that initial, when you're told your baby has something wrong mm -hmm. with it, like that is, I seriously felt like somebody was like stepping on my chest. It yeah. was so intense. It, it's um, the moment that like takes your breath away and yes. you can't explain that feeling unless you have felt it yourself. Seriously. Yep. Um, and of course, the doctor that I had, terrible bedside manner, mm. terrible. And I'm just like, I felt so defeated, right? I'm like, I don't have a father's support. Thankfully, my mom and my sister-in-law were with me when I found out um, mm. about Hunter's cleft lip. Mm -hmm. um, but I remember just being so overwhelmed. And I walked out of the room, to be completely honest with you. Yeah. I couldn't even. I was just like, I I need to leave right now. I, I don't even know what to do. Yeah. And actually, um, by this point, my, my family had known um I was pregnant and they were actually going to throw me like a little gender reveal party. And that's when we were gonna find out the gender was during the anatomy scan. Yeah, and I mean, yes, we found out the gender. I mean, they wrote it down because I didn't. Want it. And we also found out about the Questlove and Pilot. Mm. Um. So, and I will tell you, like, the doctor did not give me any hope. Really, yeah. he mm. just pointed out all the negative things. Mm. Like she told me to be prepared for the negative things that people would say about my baby. And so I was awful. Like, I, I was just like, are you kidding me right now? Like, she's like, the baby's going to be severely deformed. Oh, my, and, oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. It was, it was awful. Yeah. Oh. And 
Um, that, like, so, that like leaves me like takes the breath out of me to hear somebody right? talk yeah. so negatively like that. It's just like so misconstrued awful. and misrepresented. Yeah. yeah. So um, that's when I left the room and I called my dad and I said, cancel the gender reveal. Mm. Like, I can't do this. Like the baby, something's wrong with the baby. The baby has a birth defect. And um, my dad's like, what? Are you kidding me? Like, what's going on? Um, and my, my sister-in-law's crying. I'm crying. Everybody is just a mess. It was just, mm. it was heavy news. No one knew how to process it, honestly. Um, so I actually went to, she's like a spiritual mom to me. And I went, I just wanted to be with her because I'm like, I know she'll know what to say. I know she'll pray with me. I just need to go there right now. Mm -hmm. So I left the doctor's office and I went um, and I sat and I talked to her and we processed things and she, you know, just gave me scripture. And then we also, um, I decided to reach out to, because you start researching everything. Mm -hmm. Um, but then I went on, I think I went on Instagram and I found a family, um, and I reached right out to the father and I was like, I, I just unloaded on him. Right. And that truly, I feel like God just gave me the exact person that I needed to speak to at that moment. Um, he just said to me, like, it's going to be a journey. It's going to be okay. There are going to be surgeries involved. And he, he, like, what he said to me was so important. It's okay that you're feeling how you're feeling right now. Yeah. I felt so guilty, too, because it was like, I had so many emotions going on. Because then I'm, like, thinking to myself, how am I going to bond? Is this going to affect our bond with having, you know, this birth defect? And then, um, I had the feeling of, am I enough? Am I enough? Just me. Mm. I don't have the father's support, but am I going to be enough for this baby? And so I went through so much, um, so many emotions, just mm -hmm. processing. And finally I decided, okay, I don't have Ben support. And this baby has a birth defect. I am going through all kinds of crazy emotions. I need to process this with somebody. Um, so I started going to counseling and that was the best thing that I could have done, honestly. Yeah. Um, Christian counseling. And it's funny because I was there to just talk about where I was right there in, in life, right? Well, oh my goodness, God has rocked my world. Was counseling and brought so much more to the surface. Um, but it was really, it's been such a blessing, honestly. Um, because of Hunter's birth defect, all that has come from this as far as like my healing journey. I'm so thankful for it because, you know, I wanted to be the best version of myself for Hunter. Um, mm. Because he has a journey that he's going to walk through right. with his yeah. father. So I, um, you know, I figured, okay, well, I need to start this healing and heal my heart um, so that I can walk through this 
with Hunter, you know, and however, what possibly any way I can be there for him. Um, and I will say like the biggest thing that I have really challenged myself with is I can be Jesus to Hunter and show him forgiveness, show him. I mean, sometimes I have to forgive myself, forgive his father daily. You know, there's things that come up and I'm just like, I have to forgive him for them. Um, and I will say overall, um, I am compassionate towards mm. him, um, which is just truly bad because, <laughs> mm. you know, my flesh wants to at times not be kind at all. Um, but join the club. And, and, uh, <laughs> I'm only human, right? So, um, but I've really been um, just try to focus on the fact that I am challenging myself to just be Jesus mm-hmm. and show my son Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, so that because I really do think I have such a huge influence in this, um, just situation with Hunter. Um, you know, if I'm angry or I'm resentful or I sit full of hate, well, Mm. that's what Hunter's going to feel right Right. towards his father. Mm. Um, and trust me, there are times that I am angry and I am, I am, (laughs) you know, I'm only human, but overall, um, I really feel it on my heart that, you know, this is, this is our situation. Um, mm. it's our reality. And right. I've had to grieve a lot. I honestly have. Um, but it's, I mean, God has just been so faithful too through it all, provided so in so many ways that I never, I remember thinking like when I first found out I was pregnant, how's this going to happen? How, how am I ever going to do this? How, and it's just, unbelievably come together Mm. and he's provided for all of our needs which i'm so thankful for that honestly yeah that's incredible i mean and that's a incredible story like just and you can see like how god has worked in your life like from the beginning and has kind of been building your story um Mm -hmm. i know you had mentioned that you'd struggled with depression and anxiety Mm -hmm. um kind of early on did you start to feel that like again like after you had found out you were pregnant or after you learned of hunter's cleft diagnosis like did those things like stir up again for you anxiety for sure Mm -hmm. Uh, and it was like so many unanswered questions at that Mm -hmm. point and so yes anxiety Mm -hmm. but i will (laughs) tell you that's when my counselor like really helped process those things for me um and the biggest thing was it's okay that I don't know yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah I was like are you sure though and just take it in a day at a time honestly yeah, totally and I, yeah. I kind of feel like just like motherhood in general is very anxiety producing <laughs> like whether exactly. like whether you're a single mom or not or whether you are going on a cleft journey like I am so like incredibly surprised with how much anxiety comes from Ha- learning and realizing you're going to have to care for this baby. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, what do you do? And what's your future going to look like? And what if you say this? And like, how am I going to impact them? And what are they going to be when they grow up? And all of a sudden, I'm like, thinking 20 years ahead. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, hold on. Like, he's not to bring it back. No. Or even like in the day, like I'm driving my car. And all of a sudden, I'm like, what if we get into an accident right now? And yeah. then what happens here? And then and you know, like all of these things just play through yeah. my mind. And it's like, the anxiety <laughs> doesn't stop, I think, when you have a little baby. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is the truth. What? And like, you know, the fact that when, like, you know, when they went into surgery, that's the most <laughs> out of control situation ever. It's just yeah. like, there's my baby. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah, you're right. And they are so tiny. You forget how small they are when you pass them over the very mm-hmm. first time. And I look back at pictures and I'm like, oh, like they're babies. They can't babies. sit up on their by themselves. They're like not even smiling yet. Like These kids are so <laughs> tiny and you're just like passing them along. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I did have one more question. So I know yeah. you kind of shared you know, you have dealt with a sense of rejection in your life based on mm-hmm. the things that you've experienced and the relationships and interactions that you have. Mm-hmm. Like, what have you learned through that process? And like, what's helped you with the counseling? And then how do you feel like you are going to apply that to like, teaching Hunter? And like, you know, like, what's that going to look like for him? And right. You know, how do you feel like your experience is going to because I feel like there's a part of like you have gone through it and you've experienced it yourself. And like Mm -hmm. it, you know, it's awful. But like what a joy that you also get to like relate that with him one day and you can you can, you know, share your story with him, too. I mean, what has that experience Mm -hmm. been like for you? Yeah, so I'll say the biggest thing um, is not living for man's acceptance. That's Mm -hmm. like the biggest thing. (laughs) And where my identity falls Mm -hmm. is Christ, right? Yeah. Like that to me was game changer. Like, oh, it's okay that they are not agreeing with me. It's okay that, you know, they're not totally on agreeing with me or accepting what I'm, you know, or anything like I'm not here to please man. Right. Like I want, it's all about where your identity is. Um, I've actually been thinking about that a lot with Hunter and it's like, you know, a big thing too, that I feel that, um, I'm really going to work through with Hunter too is, um, Whereas identity falls mm-hmm. um, is not in his father's decision. Um, it's in Christ. And God gave me this baby and he has such a purpose and a calling on his life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also I feel again, like I said, how I had such an opportunity to be Jesus to Hunter in walking out forgiveness. I feel that that will really help him form compassion um and forgive his father um mm-hmm. i think sometimes kids take on the identity of their father um mm-hmm. if he isn't involved or so oh my dad's a loser or 
my dad, you know, walked away. Therefore, I'm not really anyone. Well, that's not the truth, you know? So I already say to Hunter every night, you're brave, you are strong, mm. you're a child of God. Like I already do that with him. Um, and we pray for his father um, very often as well. Um, so I just feel like planting those seeds are so important, um, in our situation, in any situation, any (laughs) child's life. Um, but yeah, that's, I think that's the biggest thing is just, I've really had to learn where my identity falls and it's not in the acceptance of man. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that's the counselor has really helped me with that. Like just giving me scripture after scripture after scripture about, my identity, um, and just the purpose and calling, um, in my life too. Like he gave me such a purpose. So, yeah, definitely. Um, I also come from a broken home. And so like I have experienced (laughs) both of my parents' dysfunction and Mm -hmm. I've grown up seeing a lot of that. And like as I become an adult, I realize like how much that has impacted me. Mm -hmm. And then you become a parent and you're like, okay, like I am going to not do any of those things. (laughs) Like I'm like I I, Like, I want to be the exact opposite of, I mean, I love my parents because they did provide for me. However, there are lots of things that were very hurtful in my life. And so I'm like, I want to be exactly opposite of them. But then like, sometimes I'm parenting and I, I do things or say things or think things Mm -hmm. that my parents said or did or thought. And I'm like, oh no, like I'm (laughs) becoming my parents and it's terrifying. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. Like, I know. <laughs> it just like embedded in me and I'm like, oh no, like I have yeah. some work to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, another thing too that I wanted to mention is, you know, with my parents being Catholic, I feel like the Lord has really given me such an opportunity to witness to them. Right. Mm-hmm. Like they're like, why are you forgiving him? Like that's just stupid. I'm like, mm. But it's not because, you know, and I explain it to them and it's almost like, all right, I'm planting seeds <laughs> to yeah. my whole family too, yeah. you know? So, um, but I know it's, it's, it's a journey. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> Definitely. Um, yeah. I kind of want to dive into your guys' cleft journey a little bit more. Um, What kind of cleft was Hunter born with? And what was like your experience of having to, because it sounds like you told your immediate family about his cleft pretty early on, but what was your experience Mm -hmm. like telling extended family and friends and like as your circle got bigger, like the process of telling them and how was that received and how did you receive how they received it? (laughs) Right. Um, I would say there was a lot of fear on every like everyone because no one was familiar with it. Mm. Um, and I feel like honestly, at times I push people away, um, because it was like, I need to deal with this and I didn't want to be influenced by more fear, right? Like I'm already mm-hmm. struggling. 
So I really brought, um, I was that like my community, um, of believers really close to me. Like I needed, I needed my people. Like, mm. like I need you guys. Um, but it was, um, so he was born with a bilateral cleft lip and complete palate. So both sides of mm-hmm. his lip. Um, and he actually, all he had was bone as like when he was first born. That was, mm-hmm. it was honestly, yeah, it was intense. Yeah. Um, and I remember like, honestly, dealing with some fame too. Mm. Um, like, you know, are, are people going to think my baby's cute? Mm-hmm. Um, that was a big thing I really struggled with. Yeah. Uh, before he was born, you know, yeah. I just didn't know what he was going to look like. Um, but, you know, I, um, and some people would say, like, how many times did you hear this? And like, well, it's not <laughs> life threatening. So I'm like, you know, I know. Thank you. Yeah, perfect. I'm, I'm thankful for that. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I just want my feelings acknowledged. Like, yes. You know, like I had to grieve the fact that I wasn't going to give birth to a baby with a, two full lips. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, and there wasn't going to be a palate there. Like the baby yeah. was going to look different. I had to grieve that. Totally. And I, had, <laughs> yeah, I had to, though, have someone say it was okay. I felt mm-hmm. so guilty for doing that. Mm-hmm. that you know i was like oh but i can't grieve that i can't do that and she's like no that's okay that you're doing that it's okay you're feeling all of these emotions totally um, yeah so that was really helpful for me for sure yeah i remember when my friends babies would be born and i would see their lips and oh. i would just see they had two lips and their nose and i would like zoom in on pictures and just stare at their lips and nose and even like after Logan was born I would still find myself like oh look they have perfect lips or oh look at their mm-hmm. nose and like it took me a long time to really like move on from that and like thinking like do these people know how lucky they are that like their baby has lips and a nose that connect you know like how I felt like people really took that for advantage you know like that yes. that is not just something that everybody gets to experience. Yes, I totally agree. I definitely felt the same way too. I was just like, and then like when they would sit there and um, give them a bottle or breastfeed, I was like, mm, must be nice that this isn't, you know, <laughs> a struggle for you. Um, but yeah, I totally agree with you there what has it been like for you to kind of embark this cleft journey as a single mom like what have been the hardest things for you um what have been the best parts that you have been able to enjoy with him so I will say um the hardest the I would say the hardest is not having a partner like not, I mean, as simple as, so his first surgery, I had to be in the hospital alone. Um, he had all of his medical treatment at CHOP, which is Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. Uh, phenomenal. They have just been phenomenal. Um, 
and I love a surgeon, Dr. Jackson. She's amazing as well. Um, but their policy is COVID or not COVID, the only people that are allowed in the hospital are the parents. Mm. So mm. I was like, I'm fine. I can do this. You know, I'm a very private person, especially when it comes to emotions. So I was thinking to myself, oh, perfect. I'll be by <laughs> myself. I can cry all day. No one will <laughs> So um, then what happened was I realized, no, I need somebody. Like, this is so hard. Like, mm. it was, I was carrying so much when he was in surgery, I was, you know, and I saw I was surrounded by couples. That was so difficult. Mm. That broke my heart. Mm. Um, so I remember texting people like, I'm, I don't know what to do right now, you know? Um, and people were so encouraging. Um, also just giving me permission to feel too. It's mm. okay that, you know, and then I'm like, I'm so selfish my son's in surgery and I'm sitting out here, like my heart's broken because I don't have anyone. And then I'm so upset because of Hunter being in surgery. And like, I needed somebody to say, it's okay that mm. you're feeling all these things. Um, so that was definitely, that's definitely been like the biggest challenge. The fact that I didn't have a partner just to check on me, just to, you know, get me some water or anything, <laughs> a coffee or anything. Um, hmm. through, through the surgery also like just the recovery. Cause I mean, your parents love you, but it's a different, obviously a different love than someone who brought this child into the world with you, hmm. you know, like I felt like I was the only one who was really like breathing, um, the birth defect or just, and just grieving the fact that my son is in surgery right now, you know, I felt very alone. Um, but I would say too, that really pushed me towards Jesus as well. Like, so that was on the flip side. It was honestly the best part too, because I felt so alone. I was like, I need to rely on my faith. And I was encouraged by so many people, um, you know, through scripture, but also like, I just kept thinking like, God, you called me to this and you're there with me. And there's even scripture about like God being the husband when the husband's not there. Right. So I was just so encouraged by a lot of the truth. Um, but I struggled big time. I'm not gonna lie to you. Mm. Um, the fact that I was by myself, you know, the only parent um with Hunter through mm. this. Um and then but I will tell you, like the bond that Hunter and I have is amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Um and you know, like he is my world. He really is. Um, we have been through so much together mm -hmm. and I'm just really hoping and praying that our relationship continues that way. Of course, healthy, you know, as he gets older, he can get more independent, <laughs> <laughs> but that little boy is my world, honestly. Um, so I would say, honestly, that was like the best part and just how much my son encouraged me.
he mm. was dealing with so much pain and there were times that he would still try to smile at me mm. just the obstacles he overcame like that what was my hero like seriously mm. and i was like if okay if he can get through this at like five months old i can do this too you know and i have jesus and he's there with us um and i mean honestly our like our community again they really just came around and supported us too um but i would say that that's definitely um my faith is has been taken to the next level mm. um since hunter's surgeries and just just the pregnancy finding out about the birth defect and through the surgeries um and the fact that now i have hunter you know it's just my faith is like completely i don't know how i would do it without jesus and i'm not even lying to you i have no <laughs> idea where i would be honestly yeah. and trust me like we don't do it perfectly even with jesus we don't um <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um i'm just i'm so thankful honestly that hunter's mine i get to walk this journey with him mm-hmm. um, you know and i will be the first to admit the last thing I wanted to do was be a single mom. Never wanted that. Um, saw the challenges that my mom faced. Um, never wanted a blended family. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, but I just feel like he's preparing me, right? <laughs> like he's preparing me um, for whatever is to come. Um, I am hoping one day that I do meet somebody. Um, and we do, we, we will have a blended family. Um, but I just feel like I'm going to be prepared more so. And, you know, I'm so like, Kimberly, you said, um, you, what your parents teach you, um, but what an opportunity too, that we have to break those generational curses too. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing that I'm just very focused on. Um, because it comes from my side and it also comes from Hunter's father's side as well. Mm. Um, so I just feel like he has such an opportunity, um, just to really be a light. Like he is a light, Mm. um, but to continue to walk in that light for sure. Um, a big thing, um, that I kept my mind focused on is his ways are not our way. And that is the truth there. Um, because I would have never picked this situation for me <laughs> as far as being a single mom. Never take my son back. He's the best thing in the entire world, mm-hmm. but just our situation. But I've just seen so, like, his hand has just been incredible through our situation. How he's provided for us. Um, just given me too, like so many people have asked me, like, how are you so like, how are you so calm knowing that your (laughs) son, you know, is going through two surgeries? You don't know what the future holds. Um, so I just like, you know, well, God knows and I'll (laughs) deal with that when I have to get there, but I'm not going to sit there and worry about it right now either. You know, it Mm -hmm. doesn't do anything. Um, but there are times, trust me, I would. 
Yes. Join the club with that one too. <laughs> right? <laughs> Think- Absolutely. Thinking about like where you are now with your life and like specifically Hunter and your cleft journey and like if you could take a snapshot of this time and like where you guys are at, like and then rewind two years ago, two and a half years ago when you were finding out about his cleft, like would you have believed where you are now or like what do you wish you could have told yourself back then or like? Yeah, yeah, what kind of advice or what kind of pep talk would you give yourself? Um, I think the biggest thing that I would tell myself is I would allow myself, tell myself, it's okay to feel, feel all that you need to feel. Um, and also, like, big thing is God is going to be with you through this journey. Um, and you just have to trust him. Um, because I'll be honest with you, like, like I said, there were so many things that just overwhelmed me with how I was going to do this. Right. But I mean, here I am today and I'll tell you, like, I'm beyond thankful for just answer prayers, how he's provided. Um, I think and like the big thing too is I would just probably tell myself it's okay. Like I just needed somebody to say that <laughs> in the in that in the hardest times. Like it's okay. It's going to be okay. You're going to get through this. Take it day by day. Um, I think in the thing a big thing too is give yourself grace. You know, like that's a big thing that I struggle with. Um uh, but that is something too that I think I would have uh, told myself two years ago. Um, and honestly, I think about like during the hardest times, right? I often reflect on where I was two years ago. And I was like, okay, he took care of this. Why wouldn't he take care of this? Okay, he took care of this. Why wouldn't he take care of this? Mm-hmm. So that's just something that I often fall back on. Um, and it's so comforting to me. And there's times that, you know, he takes care of things, not my way, which, you know, dang, right? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but his way and his way is the best way, honestly. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's something I often reflect on actually to get me through really hard when I'm having a really hard time. Um, it's just look at all that he's done he's not gonna leave you he'll be there through this Mm. yeah i think i needed to hear that just like (laughs) 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 yeah i know it's he's always there that's for sure Yeah, I definitely needed that encouragement because I think like there are, I think just in general and like in motherhood, there's lots of times that I feel hopeless. Mm -hmm. And that's the honest truth, like because it's hard. It is so hard. And I think it's so easy to like forget that, you know, things will be okay. Mm -hmm. Like it yeah i think motherhood just in general can feel hopeless so hearing that encouragement is super encouraging (laughs) so encouraging 
Um, and you said that he's two and a half now, right? Or he's two now. Just turned two. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a crazy. I know. It and goes then, so fast. It does. <laughs> For those who are not familiar with Clush, can you explain just like briefly a little bit about it just for those who aren't sure or what it entails and all of that. Yeah. So Kimberly's so good with that. The whole explanation. I've listened to her whole scientific <laughs> explanation. <laughs> she can tell you exactly when the baby's face is forming and all that. <laughs> so I'm going to give you the Amy version of <laughs> <laughs> um, so my son's lip um, was not formed correctly. Um, so there were actually he didn't have an upper lip, um, and it was raised on two sides. Um, and then, so what they had to do during the first surgery is they had to actually form the top lip. The mm-hmm. bottom lip is fine. Um, now, and his, it's his whole gum line. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, the palate is basically the roof of the, the mouth. Mm-hmm. Hunter did not have a roof of his mouth. It was just bone, honestly. Mm-hmm. So it creates a ton of feeding difficulties. Um, and mm-hmm. like Logan, Hunter wore the NAM. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm so thankful for that. So what that did is the mouthpiece and it helped create suction during feeding, Mm -hmm. um, helped almost provide that lip and the mouthpiece, Mm -hmm. uh, the, um, not the mouthpiece, the The um, birth of the mouth. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and that really helped with feeding. Um, and also that NAM helped move everything in the mouth, um, to prepare for the first surgery, um, to make the first surgery, the lip repair, and also the palate just more effective mm-hmm. um, in hopes, too, that this could potentially um, um, stop other surgeries. Like, they have definitely one more surgery, mm-hmm. major surgery, that bone grafting when they're a little bit older. But a cleft is a journey. Um, so there <laughs> could be many surgeries but the the nam um hopefully will prevent some of those surgeries um from taking place mm. um so Kimberly has a whole explanation she does amazing <laughs> and i <laughs> no, so that was great that was a great explanation yeah, it was <laughs> It was totally useful. Yeah. Uh, On the whim, but that's <laughs> it was great. It was good. It was great. Um, now that palette repair is over for you guys, do you feel like you're just kind of coasting through life right now? Or are you guys still dealing with some cleft related things like hearing or speech or feeding? Are you guys in the middle of any of that right now? So he um he does do speech therapy weekly. Mm-hmm. Um and he's also an OT. Um, just a lot of, uh, mouth, oral mm-hmm. mouth issues there. Um, and chewing is a big thing. Hunter mm-hmm. fatigues very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, he's really doing really well. Um, but actually it's funny. I used to provide early intervention 
um, <laughs> when I first got out of college. Yeah, right? Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, God's been preparing me for this little boy for far so yeah. longer than I thought, right? <laughs> he sure has. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he's doing really, really well. Um, and I just feel like having OT and um, speech it's just comforting to me, you know, mm-hmm. just to know. Yes, he is delayed in speech, um, but actually he just had his evaluation and it's really like he's actually average. Um, but I just want somebody to be there, a professional to be there to keep an eye on that. Mm-hmm. Um, teething is really, really, really difficult for Hunter. <laughs> really difficult. We're working on the two-year molars right now. And let me tell you, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's um it's difficult. Definitely lack of sleep. Mm-hmm. Um I'm not one that can just let him cry it out because I'm like, I don't know if he's in pain. I don't you know, so mm-hmm. um but he he doesn't I just know it's like really bothering Hunter. Like he sometimes he gets more irritable. But his pain tolerance is better than mine. And I'm not even kidding with you. That kid yeah. is, they're so strong. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm like, you know, I know it's bothering him because he puts his finger in his mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd say the feeding is, he's eating everything, which is, oh my gosh. Yeah. I never thought I would be able to say that. Yeah. I never did. Uh even like um he struggled with spoon feeding tremendously mm-hmm. um so we did have we did have um a feeding specialist work with him yeah um so bottle feeding was really difficult too mm-hmm. um so it's definitely been like a crazy journey um yeah. and just like reflecting on it i just like it's it's so amazing truly just how they overcome so much yeah um and i mean when he was being evaluated by early intervention a lot of times there are a lot of complications that go on with class and she like was so encouraging the evaluator she's like he's really a miracle like Mm. i know he is (laughs) (laughs) and he's mine (laughs) yes so that's but yeah i would say that that i hear logan's like speaking sentences isn't he (laughs) (laughs) you know he tries his very best he does he he's also in early intervention like hunter and he gets his weekly speech session Mm -hmm. and his case manager is an ot he hasn't needed ot services but she helps with his speech and has always kept an eye on his oral motor skills. Right. And so, like Hunter, he's actually, this week, we're doing his assessments. So, you know, kind of updating because oh. they're they're turning to. And so, all that yeah. stuff's getting updated. And it is very, a lot of the times, I look at Logan and I, and this is part of my, like, part of my sin and my flaw is a lot of comparison and so I very Mm. easily compare him to others and think like man he's not speaking enough or not clearly enough or you know he's made so Mm. much progress but he's not like so and so or he's not like 
them. And I really struggle with the comparison. And so it is a, a relief because with the things they're saying, well, he's not delayed at all. He's right where he needs to be. But in the back of my mind, I always have mm-hmm. this thing. It's like, well, he has these hurdles he has to get over and he's always going to have to get over them. And so in my mind, he's always like a step back, even if he's not. Yeah. And so I think that's just something I have to work through, but so, so grateful for like early intervention and like what, you know, I think he's come so far because Mm -hmm. of the early help we've been able to get. And so he is trying, he's definitely putting his words together and I understand 90% of what he says, but other people might only understand 30 and that's okay. And we're working on it, but, um, Just something that you touched on earlier is pain tolerance. And I always think to myself, like, I think Logan's pain tolerance is so high. So when he cries, I'm like, oh, he's really hurt. Because I remember, like, when he was little and he first started teething, he got his first, like, six teeth without ever crying or flinching once. And I was like, it's because he's been in more pain than I have ever experienced in my life for his surgeries. And so... It just reminds me, like, man, these kids are so resilient. Like, they really they are. are. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just, I would not trade my cleft journey with Logan for anything because I think mm-hmm. it's grown me as a person. And, like, I don't know where I would be if it wasn't for the things that I have had to experience or, like, the friendships that we've been able to create. Mm-hmm. Like, that is something that I never would have had otherwise. And so. Exactly. It's special. And I think more than anything, and I probably said this a million times, and I'll probably say it a million more, but like what a blessing it is to be able to build and form a community for our boys. So one day in life, like as they get older and as they start to realize like I'm different, that they can have other kids to turn to and say like, I'm not that different because here are like, 50 other kids that my mom knows right. that like are just like me versus like my brother also has a cleft and he Logan is the first baby that he's ever seen with the cleft. My brother's 22 years old. Oh, wow. So it's like what being able to like have a hand in paving a different world for Logan mm-hmm is super cool. So I just, I love hearing the different stories and Summer and I were chatting briefly before we started this and like, shout out to you. Mm -hmm. Like our, (laughs) our last like three episodes have been how hard motherhood is, Mm -hmm. like how hard it is. And we do have partners alongside and it is still freaking hard. And so like, Mm -hmm. I just look at you and I'm like, you are amazing. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) You are absolutely amazing. And I just see like pictures of you and Hunter and like the love, like you can just see it. And I can see the love that like others have for Hunter. And it's so evident and it's just so clear, like what a joy he is. And like, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's very clear to say like how much he's loved and how much Mm -hmm. he loves you and Mm -hmm. just what you're doing is incredible because you're just loving on your boy. Mm-hmm. so thank shout you. out to you <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> thank you very much yep do love my boy that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, to end, um, one word of encouragement that you could tell all women out there about anything, about singleness or motherhood or your faith or your cleft journey. I mean, like, if you could end it all, like, what would be your word of encouragement? I'd say my word of encouragement, there's two. I said the biggest thing is God is there with you through every step of the way, through your messiest times, the best times he's there for you. Um, he's never going to leave you. Um, and I would say too, that you were chosen to be, this is especially, this is specific for the mamas. Um, <laughs> you were chosen to be your child's mother mm. and that's what your child needs. Um, I really challenge myself too and put down the social media at times. I feel so defeated and I'm like, ah, but I'm like, no, no, I am chosen to be Hunter's mom mm. and I'm the best mom for Hunter. Mm -hmm. Um, so to me, that's really encouraging. Um, and just really encourages me to continue being the best person I can be for my son um, because I was called to be this little boy's mom yeah um, and I think that that's the biggest thing and have community like don't try to do life alone <laughs> <laughs> you need your people right it's true you sure do <laughs> very true <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure for sure oh, well thank you so yes, much for joining you. us uh thank you. loved hearing your story we're super grateful for that so thank you so much amy thank you thank yes. you thank you for giving me this opportunity to share my story absolutely we can't wait to continue to see hunter grow up oh yeah 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 absolutely all right, well, we'll see you next week. See ya. All right. Bye.